Drew and Dan Podcast Network. The following is brought to you by the Expatriate Breakfast Burrito. Welcome to the Drew and Dan Podcast Experience. I'm a fool to do your dirty work. Oh yeah. I don't want to do your dirty work no more. I'm a fool to do your hey, dirty Hey everybody work. out there in podcast oh, yeah. land. Hey. I'm just doing it. I don't care anymore. I don't even think about it. I'm just doing it. Welcome to the Drew and Dan podcast. <laughs> the podcast about uh, The Bachelorette. The, yeah. the most listened to podcast by the Philadelphia Phillies bullpen. That's true. Um, and, out of all the podcasts yeah. about The Bachelorette and the NBA, this is the most listened to by the Philadelphia Phillies bullpen. I think we can make that claim uh, pretty clearly. And Dan, we have some special guests back with us today. Um, yes. I can I see popular on the demand. <laughs> what does and, it say about our podcast that the only feedback we get is that our wives should be on more and we should be on less? <laughs> <laughs> so we, our wives are back with us. We've got Jody and Josie back on the show, not just because it was our highest rated podcast so far. Uh, we have talked about having them take over a podcast for a week without Drew and Dan. Uh, we're not ready to do that quite yet. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not emotionally ready. I'm not, I, I can't, I, but we're, we're getting closer and this is, this is a I'm not, like the direction. training wheels. Yeah. This is the training wheels. Yep. <laughs> With this finely tuned machine we have rolling down the tracks. Yep. Exactly. We've got, uh, mm. the wives, Jody and Josie are here where they have unique insights into the show. They've actually watched the show much longer than Dan or I have watched the show. Um, yes. obviously legal disclaimers, Josie being, you know, a trained uh, therapist, psychologist, counselor, what she says uh, cannot be construed as official medical advice. Jody trained uh, in the medical field as well, not official medical advice coming from her either. We just need to cover our bases mm-hmm. legally with the lawyer. So we've got to cover our bases. Obviously, yes. what For I educational say. Educational purposes only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what, yeah. What I say can be taken as medical advice. So what I say can be taken as medical advice. Really, if I'm talking, you can um, mark it down. That's, that's official, official advice. Okay. In the field I'm Very good. About. Very um, good. Any, any, any other disclaimers we need? uh no other than like the general disclaimer about this podcast in general like which, which is like don't listen to it yeah yeah i don't know you know just like don't listen this is a bad <laughs> our only disclaimer is that this podcast is bad and you probably should not listen to it <laughs> i don't know i don't know I um, edit okay, I, I, I would. Um, okay, let's just let's let's just jump into it. Last week episode was a dud. Uh, podcast was great though. Episode was a dud. Yeah. We're back with a bang. This episode was fantastic. But okay, before full we disclaimer: get the podcast it, was bad too. But okay, this week's different. <laughs> before we get into this week, Dan, we have to circle back to one thing from last week because it's okay. just not. It's it has not been resolved, and that is okay. where is Logan. In my notes, it just says, is Logan dead? Um, is this become the only murders in the building podcast? Only only murders on the cruise ship. What happened to Logan? This is a mystery that is not being discussed. It's not, it's just, 
like we don't know. There's no explanation. Am I am I missing it? There's no explanation as to what happened to him. The only explanation they gave last week, very briefly, was that he's not coming back on the show. But that was via Gabby, like offhandedly saying, like, now I got a guy who's like not coming back on the show because he has COVID or whatever. Yeah, I, I, it is worth noting this after we talked last week about how um, it seemed like they teased a big blow up with Logan. And then like, uh-huh. it was just like, oh, he had COVID and it's like, great, we've all had COVID, no big deal. But it was like he had COVID and then he was sort of gone, but they never said he was gone. But then right. we actually got a text following our last podcast from one of our very observant listeners and viewers who went back and this is, so this is I'll just read it verbatim in the text. He said, am I wrong in seeming to remember a scene from the previous week? So two weeks ago, preview where Jesse directly tells Logan, quote, you got to go. And that was never in the actual broadcast. And then this, they went back and watched that teaser and wrote, wrote it out verbatim. Jesse, quote, she was in tears. Logan, quote, I feel awful. Jesse, quote, you got to pack your bags. That was all in the teaser. I was trying to yeah. allude to that last week, but I couldn't remember. None of that footage was in the show. Like, what was that? So I have a couple thoughts on that, if I could hop in. Please do. It could be a soundbite from him leaving Rachel's team, right? You got to pack your bags, get off this floor. You got to go to the other team. I don't think mm. that's likely. I Maybe this is just like the, the wishful part of me. I think that there's something more significant that happened, potentially a legal matter that's covered to the brim in NDAs. And that, because they just like, God, he was just out no explanation no nothing mm-hmm. it seems a little weird ethically that they would like throw in covid like i don't feel like you can just kind of use that as like a cover-up but it does not track it does not track jody from your uh, medical perspective talk to us about covid Gosh. <laughs> no. Uh, what well, I mean, I know you do <laughs> listen to uh, other podcasts after you listen to ours, of course. Um, mostly to compare yeah. it to ours and ours being better. But um, has there been any chatter about this, about Logan specifically? Uh, uh, on some of the I haven't heard anybody who's had any more insight other than what we've just talked about. Mm-mm. Although, although no with him. Knows. I don't know what kind of a contract they sign up front in terms of even going on the show and how much information they're just able to reveal because of whatever rights they've signed away in the upfront of the show. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me that they could give away essentially any medical things that pop up yeah. along the way. Mm-hmm. That if it happened during that time that they have right to disclose or use that on air. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the yeah, most li- the most likely thing that's also the most boring is that he got COVID. He wasn't going to be able to come back for a little bit. And I bet the producers asked Gabby like, Hey, we can keep this guy around if you think like he will go far, but if not, he's got to go. And she's probably like, I have better connection with other guys. And they're like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe what Josie said as well made me think too. I know you guys aren't watching American (laughs) Idol anymore even though the latest iteration is the best iteration of american idol i'll stand by that <laughs> but uh jody and i are, are religious watchers and there was like this moment in the last couple seasons where something's happened where somebody who got like what they call the golden ticket spoiler alert which means they get to like skip around or whatever like an automatic buy or, um 
like someone decided they didn't want to go to Hollywood or they didn't want to like go on the show because they get locked into the American Idol contract and they didn't, they wanted oh. to like go and do their own thing. So they just kind of like vanish from the show with like very little explanation. It's kind of similar. So maybe it's a contractual oh, thing. Something goes down legal or otherwise. And it's just like, you know, they're just kind of erased from existence. I don't know. <laughs> it's just kind of that weird yeah, reality so, show. So what Josie said? I was reiterating what she said. Well, here's one. A landmark for women empowerment right here on this pod. (laughs) Thank you, Drew. Here's one more possible take. Could he have been quarantined and then whisked away to a late arrival on the beaches of paradise? Oh. That's great. I don't know timeline. I'll be furious if I see Logan ever again, let alone in paradise. Because Paradise, the shooting of it didn't overlap with Bachelorette at all, did it? It may be like the hometowns or something. That would have, he left the week before hometowns. That's it right there. He's going to show up. Because if he had to quarantine for a couple, you know, two weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I mean, that might well, be first of all, we talk, but we had to get it out of the way. Yeah. Uh, Drew, before we continue, do you have something you want to say to my wife? Like maybe, yeah. maybe I, I was not okay. I'm being accused of mansplaining, but I was no, I, no, I was no, not no. doing that. I the record will show that Drew refused to apologize when asked about <laughs> it, which is which is fine. We can continue. No, I, no, no. I I was not what I was doing. I was just trying to be like okay. that. Reminded me of because it was such a great thought, and then I expounded on it with an equally great thought. Okay, moving on. Let's jump into this week's. <laughs> um Um, and it was hometowns um i'll just ask this right up top i mean did we see the winners clearly like in this just even though there's still one hometown to go i mean did we see a glimpse of who is going to win the show um based on the fact that each woman said i love you to one of the guys unfortunately yes i think we did Mm. it's crazy i don't know they're like are you guys surprised are you guys surprised that they did all the hometowns in one episode oh wait i guess except for avon yeah which is gonna be on next week's men tell all episode but anyways (laughs) i what did you guys jody did you what did you think of it just about the all the hometowns in general or them doing it all in one uh the hometowns in general hometowns in general it didn't surprise me. A lot of the hometowns were kind of went the way you would think they would go. Um, there wasn't too much to it, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, I mean, the only one that really had much to it would be either Tino's or Eric's were the only kind of noteworthy. Well, well, I mean, the most excruciating one to me was the one where the guy just got crushed <laughs> on national TV. That, Tyler. That poor guy. So, yeah. I mean, th- there were a couple very forgettable ones, right? Yeah. I mean, the New Orleans guy, Jason, I mean, that was like so boring. They started off with like such a boring one. Um but I mean, it's it's worth noting that Gabby had three guys. Two of them were like, "Yeah, I'm not ready to get married." Like and then yeah, one of them they was said like, the exact same thing. 
Yeah. So yeah. Gabby's really got one shot at this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, who's the one that said he was falling in love with her? Eric. Eric. Oh, it was Eric. The mo- the mo- okay. So then Jason and who's the third? Why can't I remember Johnny. the third guy? Johnny. Oh, Johnny. They both said like the same exact thing, which is like, I don't think I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know what I think is really interesting is that both of their parents, when they said I'm not ready, kind of tried to talk them into being ready. Yeah, that's really interesting. I feel like normally if you're a parent in this scenario, your kid being like, oh, I'm not ready is like best case scenario, right? Like you cannot marry this person you just met. They say, I'm not ready. You're like, great, we're golden. You guys just date. We'll figure it out. But I feel like both Jason and Johnny's moms or Johnny's dad, Jason's mom was like, don't mess this up. Like you got yeah. one shot. You're more ready than you think you are. I'm like, is Gabby just that amazing that they're like, don't this up like i don't know yeah yeah there's definitely which i'm curious how you guys would be you guys have two kids Cade will probably start dating any day now if he's not already um same with ray ray tries to kiss all the girls in our small group every week um (laughs) which is great but but i feel like there's two kinds of parents on the hometowns right there's the ones that are like just treating it like, oh, our son's bringing home a girl that he's dating that we haven't met before and we're excited about it. And they have like a real conversation about relationship. But then there's the other type of parents like Tino's parents that are like just super, they can't see past the fact that it's like, well, you're on a game show basically and you're dating three other people and it's possible you're going to sleep with three of them next week. Like, like can't see past that, which both i mean it's a classic bachelor nation like conundrum right which is you want to date like you're dating in real life but it's also not real life and you can't you kind of have to toe the line between both but what which one do you think you guys would be if cade <laughs> which if one cade was on the ba- yeah if cade was on the bachelorette and brought the bachelorette home and drew you can't answer that you would be taking selfies with her the whole time because we know you would be already. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, I have actually never thought of that scenario. Um, I think it would just depend on the conversation and how much I felt that my child was adjusted, like emotionally, <laughs> you know, and like how much they're, head was on their shoulders and um, versus because let's be honest, there's a, so both Jason and Johnny said they weren't feeling ready to be, get married, but would you agree there's a difference between Jason and Johnny? Like, I mean, yes. That, like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. J- Jason just seems overwhelmed. Like, Oh my gosh, this is kind of insane. I feel like I'm going to get hit by a bus and I just want to go hide in the corner. And Johnny is like, man, I am just hooking up with chicks like crazy. And I'm not sure I'm ready to give that up just yet. Right. Yes. 100%. And both of their parents are like, Hey, you should really date this Gabby, marry this Gabby girl for different, like for different reasons. Um, So, I mean, I, I guess it just depends on kind of how, you know, how I feel. I don't know. It it just, it matters. Like then again, if, Cade brought home Rachel, I'd be like, 
Tino's parent to get out of my house. Like, <laughs> maybe that's why. I'm not I'm not anti-Tino's parents. If Rachel, if Kate, if Kate walked into my house and Rachel, I'd be like, oh, no. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Rachel, speak up. <laughs> Stop whispering. I feel like, like you would just have to approach it like uh, taking the situation for as it is and see what what things look like and I don't know just talk to the I'm, I'm, I'm going stuttering. I'm going full Tino's dad no you're not I just can't. <laughs> that was the, the interesting that was rough the interesting thing to me and I we talked about this a little bit after watching the episode but like did my thought process on the Tino family scenario is did Tino's parents like did the, how much did the producers influence all like the conversations if they thought if they started thinking like oh this is a little bit of a shady situation and then the producers came in and like worked them all up into a tizzy and then said and action and like started yeah. the whole thing but then after processing that a little bit I started thinking you know every family is coming at this from like the same level they're all nervous they all yeah. want the best for their kid, but, mm-hmm. and it, regardless of producer or producer, not involvement in that, everyone's still going to read, like everyone still reacted aside from Tino's family in a much better way. Yeah. yeah. So it's still, I don't know. It was still kind of on his parents, regardless of any outside influence. They didn't. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I think like, I feel like we've been kind of picking up red flags about Tino the last, you know, couple of weeks. And I feel like seeing his family just made everything click into place. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just, mm-hmm. it's a rough situation that yeah. Rachel has no business being in. And unfortunately it's likely that that's where she's headed. Yeah. We, we shouldn't be too surprised that Tino's dad was an a-hole when Tino's kind of been the, you know, the resident a-hole on the show for the yeah. mm-hmm. last few weeks. So, um, yeah, the apple yeah, doesn't I don't, fall too far. I don't know what was worse about that, the way that Tino's parents talked to Rachel or the fact that right when she left and told Tino how hard it was, he said, I'm falling in love with you or whatever. And then she just like forgot the whole thing. It's like, dude, oh my God. Well, we, yeah. we should unpack that a little bit because um, I think that, first of all, let's, let, let me just back up and say Tino's parents, when it came down to the fact they weren't, even if you're not feeling the situation or feeling the person, they weren't very kind, right? They just didn't no. react well. They were just super rude. They were super mean. Even <laughs> if you're not, not happy about the situation, you can still be a caring human being and ask yeah, good questions yeah. and they did not do that at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, then they walked out and she was obviously shaken. She was obviously um, emotionally messed up by it. And then <laughs> what Tito's first response was they adored you. It was very poor. Trust me. They ad- words. Yes. Yeah. Trust and, me, they adored you. And he kept like he doubled down on it. It's like, no, dude, we all just watched that. She experienced that. There, that was that's absolutely not what they did at all. Right. And and then he was like, I think I'm falling in love with you, which, you know, and then she was like, I think I'm falling in love with you too. And then she was like, Yeah, I think you just said that. She was super, <laughs> super okay from that point on. Yeah. It was like she got yeah. that validation. So 
I have a thought on this and this might be kind of far-fetched, but it's something I've been kind of like stewing on since we watched this on Monday night. So, so I really <laughs> literally deep stroking <laughs> so deep into this thought. <laughs> so do you guys remember on Clayton season leading up to Rachel's hometown, all of the hubbub was about like, my dad's so tough. My dad's so mean. My dad's going to be so hard on you. Like he's not easy to read. He's like really serious and direct, all this stuff. And then look at the guy who she's most attracted to and like the oh, family he yeah. comes from. And I just am like that. So that piece is really interesting to me that like, that's what feels familiar and comfortable. But then also I feel like for him, his worldview is like, I need to be able to dominate whatever woman I choose to be with. And the fact that she kind of shared, hey, that didn't go. He's like, no, no, they adored you. And she's like, no, 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 it didn't. He's like, no, they adored you. I love you. And she kind of just like submitted to that. I think for him, that was green light of like, as long as I bulldoze hard enough, it will work. And she fell into that and he fell into that. And I'm like, and that's where they will stay. And it's so sad and it's so rough. But I think for both of them, that's exactly what they're accustomed to and we're like looking for. Mm, yeah, that's, that is true. She seems to be in constant search of some sort of validation because she's felt like not validated for like the entire season. And like even after a disastrous like scenario like she was in as soon as she said i think i'm falling in love with you after that horrendous experience she's like i love you too yeah (laughs) what just happened um i don't know question for jody and josie from the ladies perspective are there I mean, are there any quality guys, you know, left? I mean, it's clearly not Tino. I mean, who, <laughs> who is like a, a good guy that's like, man, are, are there any favorites left? Any front runners left? I would say that Eric surprised me because mm-hmm. yeah, starting me from the beginning, I got just kind of a bad taste in my mouth about him with, I don't mm-hmm. it kind of felt like he was trying to play both girls. He was real upset that he didn't get any of the first impression roses and like instantly, I was just like, eh, kind of over on him. Yeah, you mentioned that when we were watching it, you were like, uh, I totally forgot that actually. But he was like mm-hmm. upset that both mm-hmm. girls weren't like immediately like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> right? like his, his expectation was like, I could have gotten either one. Like, it's and I, didn't get e- I didn't get either. Look at my mullet. What's wrong with them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but after after seeing his family... And the home scenario, how his how he reacted to his mom, his dad, mm-hmm. and just like the advice and the the home he comes from, I was just like, all right. And then his yeah. response to Gabby, kind of after watching how she responded and handled his dad's situation, I think maybe felt kind of comforting to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of turned around for me. Man, that's a, the, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really touching because his dad clearly, clearly not well. Like a lot of times, I feel like on these shows, when the guy is talking about what something is like at home, it's a little exaggerated, but like his dad was clearly not well. But it was super touching when he he like got choked up talking about the the ICU nurses. Mm-hmm. Uh and they're 
so I don't know. It's I think they really liked Gabby. Gabby was probably the only person that Eric could have brought home that would have been like as good of a fit, you know, because of what she does mm-hmm. and her, um, she's just, she's really like, I feel like she picks up on social things really, really well and has a certain level of empathy that lets her just like listen more without having to feel like because she's a bachelorette, she has to have something like really interesting or insightful to say. Um, but yeah, Eric, Jody, same here. Mm-hmm. I really disliked him from the beginning, but yeah, I guess he's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Everything feels like it turned around because I was even thinking back to their one-on-one date and I remember feeling like it was not good. I was like, God, get this guy out of here. This is weird. <clears throat> Yet he was the one she chose to introduce to her grandfather, which mm-hmm. I think that's really, that. I think that tells us from early on how serious it was for her. Yeah. Um, but something she said when they went to get drinks after she met his family, she was like, you are, or I can't remember exactly as she said, but like, I've always wanted to be with someone like you. I just didn't know it was possible. And that was really interesting to mm-hmm. hear her say, because she's even said like, I've dated every type of person imaginable yet. There's something that she sees in him. That's like, I didn't know that I could have this. Yeah. Like I wasn't deserving, BB. Yeah. So we'd be happy with Gabby and Eric as a connection. Yeah. Which is good because it seems like he's her only connection at the moment, unless one of the other guys gets yeah. goes into panic mode and is like, actually, I do love you and I'm ready to get married, which could very likely happen. I like, yeah. I actually like, remember a couple of weeks ago when we were talking and it seemed like Rachel's team was like way better than Gabby's team of guys. But now I'm like, all of Gabby's guys, I like way more than all of mm-hmm. Rachel's guys. Because actually, I really think Jason is great, but he's just really quiet and is kind of going through stuff. So I'm not sure if it worked out with Gabby. Um, and then Johnny's a guy who really grew on me too. Um, I feel like he's really funny. He is just kind of, I don't know, kind of a cool guy. But And then Eric grew on me too, where I feel like, Rachel's guys are having the opposite effect. I like them less as time goes on. (laughs) So what do we think about Zach, who's hometown involved, going on the roof with the airplanes? Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up. And uh, his his claim to fame is that his uncle is Putty from Seinfeld. Um, Which, I mean... He looked a lot like him. No, it is him. No, it's not. Yeah, is yeah, it really? yeah, it is. Are you yeah. kidding me? I cannot believe I didn't pick up on that. Man, it's Putty from Seinfeld. Dude. It's literally like oh you gosh. stole my Jesus fish. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I that's right. Putty. I love that. He really looks like him. That'd be funny. <laughs> you gotta go back yeah, and well, watch. You gotta I knew. Yeah, and Kronk. Yeah, Kronk yeah. from Emperor's New Groove. And uh at Soren over California, the tour guide in Disney. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Anyways, anyways, uh, wow, that blew my mind. But okay, so yeah, there now Zach's growing on Dan because he's Putty's nephew. I mean, have, have you ever seen an no. uncle get so much buzz on a show when his whole family's there, but they zero in on the uncle? It's because <laughs> literally because it's David Putty. We Josie and I for their whole date, we must have said it like a dozen times. We're like Zach is such a good guy, but he is such a dumb guy. Like he's just <laughs> yeah, like, that's right. He's he's so, he's nice. so nice. Like I don't, 
I think he's being completely genuine, right? Unless I'm like completely misreading it, but he's just just kind of a dummy. Also, well, they they made it seem like their date, they like rode bikes to what I assume is John Wayne Airport, right? Because he lives in Anaheim Hills. Yeah. But that's so far away. <laughs> and they're like watching South. They're, Southwest. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing more romantic than watching a Southwest flight take off probably to Oakland or something. And yeah, it's like, oh, there goes another 737. Yeah. Um, There's nothing more ooh. romantic than a pilot watching planes. <laughs> yeah. Take who, off. Whose dad used to take them. At the, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but here's the thing. Rachel, it'd be is like still- if Drew, if you took Jody on a date when you guys were dating to like an emergency room or something. <laughs> I mean, just true. just watch the stretchers roll in and out. <laughs> Ooh, look, look, IV, IV, IV. <laughs> oh, look, he just threw up. Um, I uh, Rachel is into him because we we've seen what happens when she's not into him. We we didn't really go too deep into what happened to Tyler, but I mean that was tough to watch, right? From that entire yeah. thing from wire to wire was tough to watch. Although Jody had a great. Uh, adverb or adjective to describe Rachel's trench coat um, when she's when Rachel was just swooshing around Jersey City in her trench coat and Rachel or Jenny <laughs> described her as Carmen San Diegoing her way around New Jersey. Yes. <laughs> she is uh, like Inspector like, Clouseau or something. <laughs> it's like why is she wearing like a trench coat? I mean, Mother of the Bride. Mother of the Bride. Um, and then, she, yeah, they go, he takes her, he was so proud to take her to the boardwalk and introduce her to all his pizza friends, friends from the pizza, the local pizza scene, take her to his basketball carnival game. And just like, she was so unimpressed with the carny kid, but sitting on the bench, there were two things that crushed me sitting on the bench oh, where he man. was just like bubbling over with his like excitement for her and dropping, I'm falling in love with you. And he, and just I thought he was totally misreading the situation. I still think he was totally misreading the situation, but we have to point out that Matt Ehlers, huge fan of the pod, a uh, huge fan of the show, um, yep. actually said in the group chat, he said, do you think he was doing the same thing that Tino was doing? I believe Josie referred to it as a love bomb where you try and salvage a situation by saying I love you after something goes horrible and maybe he could read her such read her body language read her emotions and said maybe I can save this by telling her I'm falling in love with her and he could not anyone have any thoughts on that on what do you I think I, I, I just think he couldn't read it but I I agree with you I, I don't think he was being manipulative because if you watch her reactions up until the very end from his perspective, it could possibly be like she's very like like really moved, you know, and trying to hold it together because she's so moved. <laughs> These are tears and I think of that, joy. I'll keep going. No, seriously, I think it really like encouraged him because he, if you watch him, he kind of picks up steam, you know, because yeah. he's they they like had a nice day and like the people in his life clearly think he's great, so. She got to see that. And I think when they sat down on the bench, he thought it was going well. And then he started his thing. And then he probably thought to himself like, oh, she's really moved. She's really liking this. I got to like kick it up another notch. But then it did not work out the way that he thought it would. 
And the worst, sorry, I'm talking a lot. I thought the worst part was that he still had to walk into his yes. family's house alone. That was the second worst part. That was actually worse than what happened <laughs> on the bench because the family was, I mean, and that's brutal for the producers, right? Someone could have said some. I mean, the family well, was circled like, up. You could have prepared them. Yes. Yeah. They were so excited. They were like talking about how excited they were. Oh, I can, someone said, I can't wait to see his face. Let's just watch his face when they come in together. Let's we're like, oh. and I was just like, oh no, oh no, oh no. And then he comes in alone. And they're like, yeah, like excited. But they, you can tell they're kind of wondering where she is. And then he had to sit there and be like, she's not coming. And then they had to like, flip the switch so quickly that was Mm -hmm. that was hard i mean i obviously the drama and the entertainment is why we watch but sometimes it's like wow this is really painful that was that was brutal yeah i felt bad for him i thought he was a good guy i have a feeling we will likely see him on the sands of paradise the sands of paradise uh okay so next week oh what were you gonna say i was gonna say i feel like I feel like Joe, he was one of your favorites, right? Am I misreading that? I, uh, I mean, I didn't think too much of him, but um... <laughs> I miss her. I miss, I miss her. <laughs> Jody, you loved him, right? Jody, you're, you're on the microphone. Tell me how much you love him. No, you referred to him as a golden retriever once, and to me, that's one of the highest compliments you could give somebody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we lost Jody. So, so by referring to him as a golden retriever once, it was in this last week's this week's episode when he was bubbling and like a little excited puppy dog to express yeah. his feelings to her I, I did describe him as a golden retriever and, and i took that as a high compliment because <laughs> i love golden retrievers if you refer to him as a siberian husky i'd be like wait what do you mean by that? maybe he's a little elusive <laughs> a little bit rebellious i don't know um but so cute he's like a little dachshund <laughs> uh, <laughs> so dan for next week what are you thinking yeah so it's men tell all right and Avens. And Avon, yeah. So are we, should we be reading anything into the fact that he has his own hometown date on his own separate week where there's a live audience? Or is it just, he just got moved for time? <laughs> he got bumped. Like, is it, there, I, I could see two things happening. One would be he gets sent home next week and he's on the mental all or rachel just picks him or he gets sent home and then announced next week as a new bachelor he could they're all in play they technically don't need to cut anyone because now they're down to three each uh-huh yeah gabby started with three and then rachel got rid of tyler Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the unfortunate, likely or possible scenario is just like this season has been so poorly planned. Yeah, that I could see them just being like, "Oh, we ran out of time. All right, well, we'll just do one next week, and then we'll do mental." Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But then also, I'm like, "Well, they're pretty crafty." So, I I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. have to see. I guess. Yeah, it's funny. Even on. On night one, Avon was a guy that I picked to go really far. Mm-hmm. But, Avon's awesome. But I feel like we never, 
I like forget he's on the show. Yeah. We don't know anything about him. Yeah. Right. I was going to say, I don't know nothing about him. I mean, except that he does this weird, like pursed lip thing all the time. <laughs> it drives me nuts. I hate it. <laughs> and his, uh, I'm serious. Le- his... Next week, look for it. He, pur- he does this weird pursed lips thing when he talks. <laughs> Is Avon who called Tino a baby back? Yeah. Oh, no. no that was, it uh, was Tyler, right? No, no, that... no, it was, um, I forget his name, but he, he went home that oh, same night. Oh, oh no, he's not on. Oh, anymore. Yeah, he went home. Okay. Hmm. But, um, well, I guess yeah. we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, no, no one's, I think no one's going home. Like Jody mentioned, it's three and three and they have three overnights each. So yeah. I don't think anyone goes home. I think if they just do Avon's thing, it's great. And then they move to Mentel all. Yeah. My guess, which I am excited about. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be good. I am too, actually. Nate's on it. We'll have to see if Logan's on it. Is Logan still alive? That's the question that we're leaving That's you with. I know we're almost out of time here. Um, but Jody and Josie, it's been great having you back. Um, soon you'll be taking on your own show without us, without us interrupting and interjecting all our thoughts. And the Jones yeah. and Joe's show. The jo- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll probably, have to re- <laughs> yeah. we'll probably have to record an intro just to, you know, explain what's going on. And, uh, we'll, get we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll figure all that out later. But um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks to the Philadelphia Phillies bullpen. Thanks to the thousands of subscribers out there. Uh, we are nothing without you. And I stay here just to say I'm a fool to do your dirty work. Oh, yeah. Do your dirty work no more I'm a fool to do your dirty work Oh yeah